This is Beat'em Down from Cult 45, the movie podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 338 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Did you know that Korea has a one-a-day banana pack where it goes from yellow to green? No, I don't even understand what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reigns. What is going on, everybody? I wish I had a random fact about Korea, but uh, I don't. You missing out? (laughs) Are listening to So Is Your Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we have got some news with trailers, including our first look at Godzilla v. Kong, Dawn of Giant Gorillas. And (laughs) we'll be reviewing the newest movie. Starring Joe, help me out with the pronunciation here, Mark Ellis. Uh, Maganello. Mangiello. Oh, is it Maganello? <laughs> right. <laughs> we're both right. We're both wrong. <laughs> From Legion M, that is Arch Enemy. Before getting all that, how the hell is everyone doing, Mark Ellis? How are you this week? I am okay. I'm doing all right. Uh, I have been very slowly working my way through Star Wars Rebels, and I have to say... The show is surprising. Well, not surprisingly, because I every week I say how good it is, but it keeps getting better every single week. Like I really, really like Star Wars Rebels, and I feel kind of uh, I feel kind of bad that I shitted on it for so many years because of the animation style. But it's actually a really good Star Wars show. Like it's it's a legit Star Wars show. So um yeah, I'm uh, I'm very slowly working my way through that. I'm about halfway through. All right. Well, that's good to hear. Aubrey, how about you this week? Um, I was quarantined for the whole week because Josh has COVID. Um, and so I ended up doing two COVID tests and both of them were negative. So that was good. But yeah, I didn't do much because I was stuck in the house. So I just watched a whole bunch of TV. Uh, well, I binged what was already up of WandaVision and then I started watching Titans and then I realized that I could have been using the Comixology app this whole time so I downloaded that and then started reading a whole bunch of stuff realized I really like Doom Patrol so started borrowing those nice. <laughs> and that leads us to today <laughs> alright well it's good to hear that you are negative so that is good you're always negative in our hearts Aubrey <laughs> pretty much yeah Yeah. great well as for myself uh, I don't have anything interesting that I've been doing all week at all I uh, went back to work this week after myself being quarantined and I also took two tests and also was negative on both of them so uh, and it was just brutal my uh, sleep schedule was just borked and I jumped right back into working 60 hours and I just, oh my God, it was rough. I, I want to say Wednesday was the worst day 
I came home Wednesday. I had Wednesday off. I came home Wednesday after working both jobs for two days. And, and oh my God, and I recorded a guest spot coming up on the Countdown podcast, one of my favorite shows. Uh, you know, huge shout out to Paul and Wayne. And after that, I was, I, I that took everything I had, you know. Um, you ever hear those stories about uh, Queen recording their last album while Freddie Mercury's dying of AIDS and he, like just slugging uh, vodka down by the gallon and propping himself up and doing as best as he can while he's in front of the mic and then barely being able to move. That's how I felt. I was like, <laughs> energy drink, just pounding it. Oh, all right, I can do this. And then afterwards, it just collapsed. Felt like I was underwater like all day. It was awful. But eh, I'm good now. You know, I've gotten through the the worst of it. So back into the grind. Back into the grind. And that grind includes us recording every week. So here we are for you. Markellis, tell the listeners where they can find more. So is your podcast. All right, so everybody can go to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you'll find movie reviews occasionally from yours truly, Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming pitch from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. We have a new public store. Uh, it has t-shirts, mugs, sweatshirts, all types of goodies with the Soul Wizard Podcast logos on it, so definitely check that out. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on the Amazon logo, do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little podcast. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, YouTube. Uh, we have a Patreon page where you can support us monthly and receive bonus content from everyone here at the show. Shout out to all of our fellow podcasting buddies, all within the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. And I have lots of hidden potential. All right. Well, like I said at the top of the show, we've got some news. We had some trailers drop. So, Markellis, drop the drop. Let's see what's going on in the world of nerd. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So, there wasn't really a lot of news this week, but there was a few trailers that dropped. We got a teaser trailer a little while before, but now we got a, a better look at the new CW show, Superman and Lois. Uh, it showed some scenes with uh, Clark and Lois's, I guess, honeymoon, some shots of the kids, uh, a few more heroic shots of Superman in the outfit. And, you know, I was skeptical about this show to begin with, but me being a big Superman fan, taking a look at it and what they're doing in a way that they've designed it. Uh, I am. I was really impressed. I was really impressed. I'm sure it's all in a pilot. I'm sure episode two, it's going to be them in a warehouse <laughs> fighting a guy in a weird costume. Uh, but the first, the images that they showed for the first episode looks promising. So uh, yeah, Superman and Lois, what'd you guys think of this new footage? Let's start with Aubrey. Um, it's a CW show. So right off the bat, I'm like, uh, <laughs> it's going to be like 30 episodes by the time the season ends i'm not gonna be able to catch up i don't even want to try (laughs) 
not even going to get my hopes up and think it's something I'm going to want to watch because <laughs> I know I'm going to watch episode one and episode five will be out. So it it's not even, <laughs> it's not worth it to me to get invested <laughs> when it's on the CW. All right. All right, Joy, what about you? What did you think of the footage? Um, I don't know. This almost like confirms a lot of fears that I had coming into this from the teaser that we saw a few weeks ago. Uh, it seems a little more focused on family drama and not as much uh, Superman. Uh, the colors were all washed out, so it looked like it looked a lot like Man of Steel, which, as we all know, is not exactly my favorite movie. So I was a little disappointed by it. And I really like uh, Tyler Hoechlin as Superman slash Clark. I think he does a good job of that when he's given stuff to do. And I was looking forward to maybe something a little more goofy and fun along the same lines as The Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, the Flash could be a little soap opera-y sometimes, but it's mostly just goofy as fuck. And that's what I was kind of looking for in this. And it doesn't seem like I'm going to get it. So I'm really nervous about those two kids and the teenage boys. Uh, it, that may just be a focus on their just high school drama and then sometimes also featuring Superman. And I think that is kind of where they're going to go, maybe for budgetary reasons. But I don't think I could watch 22 episodes of this. Maybe I will change my mind once we watch the pilot. But I don't know, man. I'm I'm, I'm very, very cautious about this after seeing a teaser and a trailer. Well, they did show a little bit of a, a villain in there, and his suit looked kind of cool. They didn't show what it was. It was just like a big gray suit, but it looks like Superman gets to punch some stuff, so automatically it gets a thumbs up from me. And it also has Emmanuel Shariki, I think it's her name. Um, she played Sloane in Entourage, and she's stupid hot. Uh, she's playing Lana Lang. So right there, I'm watching I don't at least the first five episodes, or at least any episode that she's in. So uh, I'm down for that. Uh, But it comes out February 23rd, that's pretty soon, on the C-dubs. All right, so then the next trailer we got was, uh, again, we had a teaser before, but this one was a little bit more of a trailer. It's for the new animated show, Invincible, from the creator of The Walking Dead, uh, based on his comic book. Uh, This one is going to be coming out on Amazon Prime. Uh, They are going to release the first three episodes Uh, for that first initial release. And then there will be a new episode every Friday until uh, till the the show finishes out, which by my math, it should be. So it should be a total of about 11 episodes. Uh, But uh, yeah, uh, just a tad bit more footage than what we already saw. Um, What did you guys think of the new Invincible footage? Let's go back to Joey. Oh, I, I thought this looked great. I am super happy with everything I've seen so far. I read, um, I want to say 99.9% of the comic. I didn't finish it. Um, And God, all right. So I'm going to sound like a terrible person, but I was illegally downloading. (laughs) (laughs) What? You know. No. I know. (laughs) And the app I was using for illegally reading, illegally downloaded comic books, um, shard itself. And I don't, I, I don't like the comiXology app and I don't like some of the other apps that you can use. So I really had my heart set on this one app I was using and now I can't use it. I kind of just fell off of using it. <laughs> so I read about 99.9% of it. I didn't finish it. Um, but it's great. It's a great book. Uh, super violent. And again, just like the teaser, I felt like they hid not as much, but they, I mean, they showed some more of the, the action and a little more of the violence, but they really hid a lot of the violence. And there's some big twists and turns in this that they don't even hint at in the trailer also. So I would say 
this looks awesome. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm excited about the animation looks cool as, too, as hell too. And I'm really excited about seeing people who haven't read the comic react to a lot of the twists and turns in the story. And by that, I mean you guys. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited. I'm pumped. We will be definitely reviewing this at some point. I'm thinking maybe we'll do those first three episodes and check them out. And then we'll maybe come back and check it out again. But yeah, this looks fucking great. It's uh, I'm all in. I'm all in. Great comic, and this looks like it's the pages come to life. So nice. put it in my veins. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, what about you? What did you think of this new footage? Um, it's okay. I mean, <laughs> it just <laughs> it doesn't look like something I'm like dying to watch. It's I don't know. It's it's not my thing. We'll see though. Maybe I like it. Well, I'm afraid I've got some <laughs> bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would like to say that uh, when that first teaser dropped, um, I know there was, uh, Joey mentioned there was some twist and turn. So I went to my local comic book shop and I bought the first three uh, collections. No, I'm sorry, yeah. the first four collections. Um, I was, they had like a huge set that was like all of it collected in like one big omnibus. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to test it out first <laughs> before yeah. I plunk out. Uh, it's probably like 80 bucks or something for all of them together. Um, so I picked up the first four um, just so I can at least find out what the twist is. And I am I just started the third one. Uh, and I don't think I've quite gotten there yet. I think I have some ideas of where it's going, but I'm not 100% sure. So when the, when the show does premiere, which will be March 22nd, will be the first three episodes, I hopefully will know what the twist is. So I'm not like, before someone, superhero speak, I'm talking to you, before someone spoils it. <laughs> all right well i will also uh definitely throw that out there for anybody interested in this after watching the trailer like dodge spoilers like crazy you know let yourself enjoy this as it unfolds so yes all right so then the last trailer that dropped this week uh is for <laughs> <laughs> the next chapter in the Giant monster cinematic universe. Uh, we got a tease. Uh, we got a trailer for Godzilla versus Kong, and uh, this one is part of the big Warner Brothers push, where they will be releasing it on HBO Max and also in the theaters. Better uh, Warner Brother. <laughs> we got to look at some uh, punchy, punchy, and some big fat destruction. So Aubrey, as our resident uh, Godzilla. Uh, supervisor, I guess, or mastermind. <laughs> queen of kaiju. <laughs> the queen of kaiju. What did you think of this new Godzilla trailer? I think it looks really cool. I like that they brightened up the <laughs> the cinematography quite a bit because in the first Godzilla movie, you couldn't see anything. It was so dark. And then in the second one, it was a little bit better. And I feel like this one hits it very well like you can see everything you can see godzilla you can see king kong it's not it's not shot in the dark um so i'm excited to see how they do this and what they actually bring to the table i'm i don't i'm not big on god um king kong so i don't know how that's if i'm gonna enjoy that at all because it seems like the story is kind of meh with him but who knows I liked the last Godzilla movie. I think it was the only one in the entire world besides Noah that did. So <laughs> we'll see. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I also like the last Godzilla. I actually like both the Godzilla movies, so that's just me. Um, Joey, what did you think of this this trailer, dude? Um, I don't know. What is it? Fool me once, shame <laughs> on you. Fool me twice, can't get fooled again, or something like that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's another deep cut for somebody out there. Um, I don't know. I I liked the first Godzilla movie, 2014 Godzilla. I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it. Um, of course, you know, probably about a two and a half out of five, but then we'll give it an extra half star for Elizabeth Olsen being in it. Of course. Um, gets us to uh, three. I, did, I didn't even see Kong Skull Island. Um, I don't know. I never watched it. I don't know what the hell was going on at the time. I think we didn't do it on the show. And then it's just one of those things where it just falls by the wayside. Neither of the kids wanted to see it. And it, I just never got around to it. So I never saw Kong Skull Island. Uh, I, I hated Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Sorry, Aubrey. Um, so I, I, I don't know, you know, I, I, I think the trailer looks great. The destruction and the fighting looks awesome. Uh, there's a part where they're like in a neon city or something that looked fucking fantastic. It looks great. But then again, all the trailers for these movies have looked great. <laughs> so what we know is that MonsterVerse can cut a trailer. What we don't know is if MonsterVerse can give us a good movie. Um, definitely not excited seeing Millie Bobby Brown pop up again was just like, Oh no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And I like Millie Bobby Brown, um, not in a creepy way, but like, you know, I, lo- I love her in Stranger Things and she was even good in Enola Holmes. But I, I, it just reminds me of the last movie. So I'm like, oh, God, like maybe if she shows up in like the extra credit scene, like Flying Jet Jaguar or something, I'd be excited. But I, I don't know. I don't know, man. So, yes, the trailer looks great. Yes, the action looks awesome. But I'm just so nervous. It'd be like, it's like when you get a good DCEU trailer. You're like, well, yeah, this looks cool, but you know, it's it's DCEU. Well, this is MonsterVerse. Like, I I just I don't know. And plus, no Brie Larson, no sweaty Brie Larson in a tank top in this one. Come but on. you didn't even see. Maybe they're waiting for her. Oh, like she's gonna be in the extra credit scene as a a Kong expert. All right. First off, Joey, you didn't even see Kong, so like, I, I saw the. I saw enough. I, I googled Brie Larson Kong. That's all I needed from that movie. So. Fair enough. Um, the movie did take place in the '70s, so if Brie Larson does show up, she will be 80, 80 years old <laughs> or something like That's that. Okay. So what you're, what you're saying is that sweaty Brie Larson in a tank top isn't walking through that door, fans. And if she is, she'll be old and gray. That is correct. <laughs> Maybe they'll do a flashback or something. No. Yeah. There you go. Well. Brie Larson always be sweaty and in a tank top in my dreams. So, so Just as long as she doesn't take her shoes off. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. It's fucked up, bro. It's fucked up. That's a low blow, Aubrey. That's low. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> All right, uh, Mark so, Ellis. So, yeah, so I, I think the trailer looks cool. Uh, them fighting. Oh, wait, I wanted to know what you thought of Brie Larson's oh. feet, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I, I do the eyes up here thing whenever I see her running across the screen with no shoes on. <laughs> like, I'm not, oh. I'm not looking at your feet. <laughs> eyes up here, buddy. So, uh, yeah, I think the trailer looks cool. Um, They did kind of, they gave away kind of a big, a big plot thing in the very first scene of the of the trailer so i was like whoa that's uh i think there was they were probably they're probably supposed to be saving that for the movie but uh it's right there in front street 
Um, oh, I didn't even see. I, people keep saying that there was a big spoiler in the trailer. I didn't see it, but I only watched it on my phone. So mm-hmm. maybe if I watch on the TV, I'll I'll notice it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty obvious what it is, and um, yeah, I think the fight scenes look cool. I think uh, that that scene in, in Neon City, which I'm assuming is Tokyo, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, so I think I think it actually might be good. I wasn't a fan of Kong, but I did like the Godzilla movie, so um, I think this might be pretty good. Uh, it's gonna be debuting. <laughs> I did see a meme of someone uh, someone put of uh, Godzilla and Kong together, and uh, Kong says Mothra, and Godzilla says, "Why did you say that name?" Oh no, <laughs> that cracked me up. Uh, so it does come out March 26th, and like I said, HBO Max and in theaters. So hopefully theaters will be a little bit safer to go to because this definitely looks like something that would be more enjoyable on a big screen. Uh, okay, and then uh, that's it. That's all I got for the news. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will do our review of Arch Enemy. This is Wine, Dine, and Storytime. I'm Nidia. I'm Dana. I'm Cindy, and we're your hosts. Have you ruined a family gathering by asking what wine pairs well with eating a husband? Are you the CEO of TMI? Have you ever been kicked under the table because you brought up your favorite dinner topic, atrocities throughout history? Then this podcast is perfect for you. Each week, Dana and I share stories based on topics that include true crime, historical shenanigans, unexplained mysteries, and all things fascinating, while our amateur chef Cindy prepares themed dinners and pairs wines based on those topics. Find us, the Wine, Dine, and Storytime podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, and give us a follow. All right, and we are back. And guys, it's time for our review of the latest movie from Legion M. Now, you may remember we talked to them at New York Comic Con a few years ago. Mark Ellis, they are a company that kind of runs like a Kickstarter type thing for different types of movies. Yeah, they're kind of their own production company that anyone can buy stock in uh, so that they can also be a part of the movie making kind of uh, industry. Uh, They usually scout out independent films that don't have a distributor and usually will buy them up and promote them. And as being uh, a part owner of the company, you know, you also get to experience the kind of thrill of of being a part of a a big Hollywood movie. You get to play a a part in what films they are going to be choosing when they're making their selection. So it's definitely a more, it's a fan owned movie studio, basically. Cool. And they put out the Jay and silent Bob reboot. They did, um, the alien one the movie alien documentary memory, um, which I still have not watched yet. And I think they did a sci-fi comedy called save yourselves, which Paul from the cat town said was horrendously bad. Um, <laughs> they, they <laughs> also, and I have very similar tastes in movies. I, I just, <laughs> I, I was like, all right, now I know I need, don't need to watch it. So <laughs> they are the people that put out this one arch enemy starring Joe Mangiello. And, uh, we're going to jump into it. Non-spoiler to start, and then we'll play the drop and you'll know it's time to bounce. If you haven't seen it, otherwise you'll get our impressions. Aubrey, what did you think of arch enemy? It was a really interesting concept. It's just not my type of movie. Okay. Uh, Mark Ellis, what about you? I was very disappointed in the movie. Oh. Not going to lie. Okay. All right. You had high expectations or did you have low expectations and it didn't meet those? Well, no, I had I had somewhat high expectations because, like I said, Legion, they, uh, you know, before they, they pick their movies, they kind of let 
some of the fans like uh, you know vote on it. Yeah, people vote on what projects they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I figure, okay, so if a bunch of geeks like saw this, you know, chances are it's probably going to be good. And I like Legion M, so I'm going to support them anyway. So I did. I actually bought the movie. I actually like purchased it because I wanted to, you know, give them a little, give them a little kickback, you know. Um, and they did a movie called Colossal with uh, Anne yeah. Hathaway that I fucking love. It's so weird, but it's so good. So Ugh, Anne Hathaway. <laughs> there wasn't any hotter chicks available to be colossal. How dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> anyway, I really like that movie. So yeah, I really wanted to support Legion M. So I bought the movie flat out. I liked the concept. I was just disappointed with the execution. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much echo what you guys had to say. This was, uh, it's a high concept. It's got some great ideas. Uh, there's some really cool stuff in it. And we'll get to that shortly when we get into spoilers. But it just it never all comes together. And it seems like the idea they had was good enough for maybe like a 40 minute short. And when they tried to expand it to this whole movie, it just didn't work. I don't know if the script needed another once over or what, but it just this does not work. And it's and I like Mark said, you know. I, I kind of feel like I should trust this company to be making nerdy stuff. Um, and we joke about direct to shutter movies all the time, <laughs> but I feel like they take a lot of risks also on weird genre stuff and they're more hit than miss. Uh, you know, VFW was one of my top movies of the year last year and that was a shutter exclusive. Uh, so the, the talent in the indie horror and sci-fi genre community is there the scripts and the movies are there. And then out of all of the things floating out there, this is what they picked. Uh, and it came out kind of half baked. So uh, I was also very disappointed. Um, any non-spoiler stuff you guys want to jump into, or should we just go right to spoilers? Uh, I would say if it's on a free streaming service, shutter Netflix or Hulu, then maybe check it out if you have nothing else to do, but don't, don't spend any money on it unless you're a, unless you're a member of Legion M and you want to get some of your money back. Ah. Yeah, I will say the poster for this movie is probably the best part. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I will 100% agree with you. And I know we're giving away our score now at the end of the spoiler. Uh, but yeah, uh, definitely not bad. Something on If it was on Netflix or Hulu, you know, you're farting around, you're bored. Let me throw something on. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Because uh, it's not long. It's not like it's a long movie. Um, what was it, like 80 minutes? Yeah, about, about yeah. 90 minutes. Yeah. So I definitely wouldn't pay any amount of money for this. But you know what we forgot, Mark? What's that? Aubrey, why don't you tell us what Arch Enemy is all about? (laughs) (laughs) A teen meets a mysterious man who claims he lost his superpowers after arriving from another dimension. Together, they take to the streets to wipe out a vicious crime boss and his local drug syndicate. All right, perfect. Any uh, non-spoiler things you want to throw out there, Aubrey? No. If I do, I'll just ruin my ability to talk about it. (laughs) All right, all right. (laughs) Well, then let's jump into it then. Mark Ellis, drop the drop, and let's spoil Arch Enemy. Spoiler alert. I have seen the future, and I had to prevent it. All right, guys. We'll start with things we liked. Mark Ellis. What are some things you liked about Arch Enemy? I know you said it was a little disappointing, but there might have been some things in there you liked. Uh, yeah, yeah. Number one, uh, it was in focus. So uh, there's that. <laughs> oh, that is that is not a good sign. <laughs> no, okay. I'm kidding. That's, that's not number one. 
It is on a list though. <laughs> Number two. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's on a very very small list. I like the. I was wondering how they were going to do the the um, the flashback sequences because obviously if he's a, a character that's you know says oh, I'm from another planet and I did all of this stuff, eventually they were going to kind of give you a peek at that, and I kind of wondered how they were going to do it. So I was very excited with the comic book aspect of it. Like they use like motion comics to kind of show what his past life was. And when I started, I thought that was really cool. I'm like, oh, that's a really cool way to do it. So that I enjoyed. I enjoyed the idea of that. Uh, there's an actor named Paul Shear who uh, is a comedian and he's a goofball and he's a nerd and he's uh, just someone that I enjoy whenever I see him on screen. So he popped up and I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and I liked, there's a part of the movie where the drug dealer gets a phone call from a mysterious person who, uh, from the drug dealer's boss, basically, and they're coming to town. And one of the questions, uh, and they, you know, he's like, so why are you coming to town? What's the, what's, what's the big deal? And you don't hear what the answer is, but then he hangs up the phone and he's like, who the hell is Max Fist? And I'm like, oh, that's a cool way to bring this character into this quote unquote drug dealer story. So I thought that was a pretty cool twist. And then the last thing, it was in focus. <laughs> and that's that's it for all the things that I, I liked about it. <laughs> all right. Aubrey, again, as, as, along with the two of us, you know, you seem a little disappointed in the film. But were there things you liked about it? Um, I like the the aesthetic of the film and I like the idea behind it. It, it had the ability to be this really great. Um, story in this really great movie. I just feel like they kind of fell short with that. So I do enjoy the story piece of it and the cinematography piece of it. It is shot very nicely and I do like the back and forth between the animated pieces and the um, real life pieces. Anything else? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to agree with you guys on the animated stuff. Um, I had heard about that being a way the movie had done some of the stuff that they didn't have the budget for. And I was a little wary of it, but I thought it worked really well in the flow of the movie. I really liked that stuff. Um, just the sparse animation of it and the look of everything. I thought it looked really cool. And I really liked that uh, in the movie was the animated flashbacks of Max Fist's other planet, uh, even though his backstory was like somewhat confusing. Um, I think that worked well, too, is that his story, as he was telling it to, I forget what the kid's the hamster, he was telling the telling hamster the story, a lot of it was as confusing as fuck, and you're just like, what is he talking about? But I think that worked, because you're, you're at that point, you're still supposed to be doubting whether, is this some fucking schizophrenic alcoholic guy that lives on the street, or is he actually telling the truth? So I th I thought like that kernel of the story was like worked really well. Like I really thought uh, Joe Manginello like really did a good job in the movie as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I liked everything that involved that, like him and his story and blah blah blah. I couldn't stand the uh, hamster and his sister. Uh, just their their story wasn't as interesting to me as the main thrust. I didn't mind him hamster when he was interacting with Max Fist, but the side stuff with his sister and whatnot was. I felt like the um, special effects were pretty good for what they were, and I liked the griminess of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it had that kind of grungy, grimy look that VFW had last year. <laughs> um, so I, I did like that as well. The movie was short. 
<laughs> it wasn't yep. two and a half hours long, so that was good. And uh, yeah, that is uh, really about it for me for things I liked. So uh, I guess we got to go into things we didn't like. Uh, Marcellus, what didn't you like about Arch Enemy? Oh my God, I was taking notes of the things that I didn't like, and it just went page after page after page. Ah. <laughs> so I'm not going to bore everyone with all the things that I didn't like, but I will say the story, it just, it was, you can see the good ideas there. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, there's a much better movie in here. Like, I didn't like Hamster's, his desire to, like, be a reporter for this website with, like, nothing to show. Like, no kind of resume or anything, just footage that he shot of a drug dealer on a broken screen from his phone. And the lady was like, oh, yeah, yeah, here, we'll, we'll give you, we'll kind of give you a job. We'll give you a tryout. He walked in, he walked into this place like, yeah, you want to be a part of this? I'm going to get you 5 million views and blah, 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 blah. He was like talking this big game and he had nothing. He had no, his, his, usually when you watch a movie like this, you want to figure out what the character's motivations are. And none of their motivations were solid enough for me to want to watch it. You know what I mean? Like they came later yeah. on, but like I would have enjoyed it if he was like, you know, if he... If they played up the comic book aspect and let him be like, he wants to be like the street version of like Jimmy Olsen. You know what I mean? He wants to take pictures of right. uh, what's really going on. Or they could have showed him, you know, first trying to get a job there and kind of more about what that ex- place exactly was. Right. Right. Let him, yeah. Let you don't him. walk into Instagram's like headquarters <laughs> and be like, hey, I could get a million likes on your app. Like, they don't give a fuck and they're not just going to give you a job. Exactly. And it, it would have been cool if we had seen maybe from maybe seen some of their work first and him going, OK, I think I want to be a part of this or any kind of motivation thing at all. They didn't give any of that. Uh, we find out that his sister's motivation is to get him to college, even though he dropped out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, that's your plan? What is your plan? I don't oh, I, I didn't get it. Um, the plan, I think, was to get enough money to just pay for him to be in college. But if he dropped out of high school, like, shouldn't the first step be for him to get a GED? <laughs> yeah. Or at least get him to want to be in school for some some way. Uh, yeah. So I thought the, the, the motivation of the, of the characters were just, like, awful. And then you get – so you in, they introduce the bad guy. They introduce his right-hand man who doesn't talk, but you know he's a badass. So you're like, okay, eventually this is going to be a boss battle. And when you get to like the third act where it, or yeah, the beginning of the third act where it turns into a boss battle, you, it's it's barely a battle. He fought the mute guy for like 10 minutes in slow motion before I even realized it was, it was the mute guy. Mm. <laughs> it was the dumbest fight in a, in a superhero movie. I'm like, this is, this is ridiculous. Um, I didn't like the, I, I liked the drug dealer at the beginning. I thought he was very cool up until he meets up with the, the main villain of the story. And then him singing during the shootout at the end, I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? This is, this is just, it has like the first good ideas in the first quarter. And then the rest of the movie, the other three quarters, it just goes off the fucking rails. So yeah, I, I agree to his origin story was confusing when they finally get to the end and explain it. It doesn't clear anything up and (laughs) it leaves it off with a sequel, Arch Enemy (laughs) 2, which is like the... (laughs) The dumbest. Hamster Boogaloo. <laughs> it's the it's one of the worst setups I've seen for a sequel for a superhero movie ever. So um, I had to rewind and be like, did I just see what the fuck I think I saw? What the hell? So uh, the yeah. amount of blood coming out of her when she was crawling down <laughs> the stairs. I'm like, did 
she just get disemboweled? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how she even survived long enough to crawl down the stairs. Nope. And and when she got to him, I'm like, oh, God, don't even tell me, like, his magic sonic blood is going to save her. And not only does it save her, but she, it's like jingle jangle. She just, like, floats in the air all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what? What? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I checked the, uh, I checked the date on the calendar, January 24th. And, uh, yeah, I've already started to make up my uh, worst of the, of the year list. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, how about you? Um, it just, it, I think Marcellus kind of covered it all, but it's, it's just, it's not really good. It's Max Fist as a character in the beginning is, is really obnoxious. And he looks like a homeless man that's just kind of like, going about the whole place, punching things. He threw stuff through that Mustang and the Mustang's like uh, windows. And I have no idea why, like everything is just so disjointed and it's, it's like, it's trying too hard to be an action movie, but it also wants a story to it. And the story doesn't quite make sense there. And I have a really hard time buying into max fist being a superhero it's just it's it's not good mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it, it's easily going to be a movie that i forget about in about a week <laughs> or so because it, there's nothing really that stands out like oh that's really awesome and it just it fails to really bring out the greatness and the idea of it it, it didn't hit that storyline very well in the direction it had a great plot and idea but the the actual shooting of the movie follows falls through completely yeah you you definitely get the vibe watching this that you wish the people who came up with this then turned around and handed it off to competent filmmakers yes because <laughs> yes. i feel like it could have been great but they were not capable of filming this story. Right. And it's only 80 minutes long. <laughs> so like, it, I, I don't know, like they, <laughs> they tried to keep it lean and mean, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, you guys touched on a lot of it. I will agree with you, Mark, about the character's motivations. And uh, one thing that really bothered me was, so she, the, the sister has to go, well, the, the main thrust of what makes Max Fist have to fight the drug dealer guys is the sister goes to collect money from what's that comedian's name? Uh, Paul Shear. Paul Shear. In a speedo. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they, he makes them her play Russian roulette with him and ends up accidentally shooting himself. So she runs off with the $300,000. But the way the scene's shot is that someone was knocking on the door and there's a dead body there. So she's like ran off with the money so she had the money and she got out of the room with the dead body without getting in trouble. Why didn't she just give the (laughs) fucking money to the drug dealer guy? She got out of there with the money. (laughs) She was making enough money for them to have an apartment, just the two of them. Mm -hmm. And she was saving money to get him into college. So yeah, it's not a great life and it's not like what she wanted to do with her life, like running errands for this drug dealer guy, but it was working. (laughs) All she had to do is walk to the headquarters afterwards and be like, hey, this guy's a weirdo that shot himself in the head, but here's your fucking money. Exactly. <laughs> and the rest of the movie doesn't happen. 
Her no d- drug dealer would have cared if that guy <laughs> shot himself in the head. Mm-hmm. And he told her to look out, look out for this guy, see if he says anything weird. So obviously he knows that that character is not all there. And her job was just to go and pick up the money. So if she had got the money and given it to the drug dealer, that done, done and done. Yeah, the, the motivation for her to try to steal the money didn't make sense, especially because they didn't then bounce. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. OK, so they took the money. Now they're going to go on the run or something like now she just puts it in her room and they go back to life as it is. Like, yep. what did they think was going to happen? <laughs> like, I just uh, it was really confusing. And, and you're right, Mark. The majority of the action sequences are not well shot. Um, yeah, they're not very well shot at all. Um why did they go to the mall? There's an abandoned mall that they go to that's supposed to be like where the power crystals or something are. Mm-hmm. And then they never go back there ever again or talk about it again. Uh, it just seemed like a good place to hide out, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I understood that why they didn't care about it at first because they still weren't sure if he was really a superhero. But once they have the that he's actually telling the truth or even an inkling of it. Why didn't they go back and even like pursue that there could be something there that could help them or right. give him more strength or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I, and like I said, in the things I liked the backstory of Max fist on his other planet is confusing and doesn't make a lot of sense, which works when you think he's a schizophrenic alcoholic homeless man. Yep. But once we've made the turn into him being it being true, then there should have been somewhere where the big bad lady that was from his dimension or him had some kind of talk, like some kind of confrontation where they sussed out what the actuality of what was going on. Mm -hmm. I still don't understand if was he a bad guy in the other dimension or was she a good guy? Was was there a reason why she wanted to blow up things like it, it was never clear. And while that worked for the beginning of the movie, you needed the end of the movie to explain to you, like, why any of this was happening. Yep. <laughs> it, it just didn't. And then he jumps out a window and with her and they're dead. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I kept getting caught up in how some of the characters looked like other famous people. Like, the girl looks like Willow Smith. <laughs> she does whip her hair back and forth. Yeah, and, and um, the other guy uh, with the big shaggy hair, Finn. I think his name is Finn. Um, he looks like Bobby Munson from uh, Sounds of Anarchy. <laughs> so I kept thinking that was him, and then I would get distracted by that, mm-hmm. and then I wasn't able to buy into their characters in the movie. Maybe it's just because those actors weren't like doing a very good job selling their characters, but that's all I could think about was Willow Smith and Bobby Munson are facing off. You know, I thought the drug dealer did a, a good job until the end of the movie, until the final act of the movie. Then he just went way too over the top. Oh, actually, you yeah. know what, Aubrey? You know, I think you're right. I think that was the dude from Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> No, I looked it up. It's, it's a him, right? Guy. <laughs> it looks just like him. Holy shit! Yeah, I like that dude. He's the guy yeah. that's uh, he's the guy that's like um, in uh, Jay and Silent Bob. He's like uh, and Chris Rock is like, man, this movie's gonna make House Party look like House Party Two, and he's like, House Party Three. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> this guy is the one that was in the movie is in Jay, Jay and Silent Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's him. I love that guy. Oh, God. Well, I don't know. I mean, you guys have touched on a lot of it, but 
Yeah, I mean, for me with this movie, what it comes down to is, is like you both said, a great idea, mm-hmm. some really cool execution at parts of the movie, but it just never comes together. <laughs> and it just ends up falling on its face like a wet fart. And it's really disappointing. <laughs> I thought the trailer was really good. So <laughs> when I watched a trailer for this and I was like, oh, that'd be a good one to cover. It looks cool. And then, you know, has a Legion M connection and it this just never gets out of the starting block. So. Yeah, I was disappointed, but I guess we got to score it. Aubrey, zero to five. Five being the best, zero being the worst. What do you got for Arch Enemy? I'm going to give it a two um, because it's not the worst movie I've seen in the entire world. I'm definitely going to forget it. It wasn't face-meltingly awful to make me mad enough to remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it was there. It's a really good idea, so I'm going to settle on a two. All right. Mark Ellis, how about you? Yeah, it is kind of a two movie, but I took the downward spiral personally, so I'm giving it a one because uh, oh, wow. it just like you. There's a part where the kids show where, where Max Fist gives the kid like a big pink jacket with an H on the side of it, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool, they're gonna do like a, a Batman and Robin thing because obviously it's a comic book movie, right? And they do nothing with that. He gives them like gauntlets for his arm, and they do nothing with it. So every Every almost every scene after the first, I don't know, beginning of the movie, I was just getting more disappointed and more disappointed. So yeah, I'm wounded by this movie. I'm giving it a one. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, you know, I don't it might have been last week or the week before on the show I mentioned how great it was that we had the Mandalorian season two that we reviewed, and then we did Wonder Woman and Soul, and then we had the best and worst of twenty twenty and Things were going great, and it felt like 2019 all over again with all this great stuff to talk about. And then the last two weeks have just been a complete wet fart. <laughs> um, you know, it's not, it's not a good start to 2021. Uh, Outside the Wire last week was a, a blah movie I gave two stars to. And here we are with the direct-to-video sci-fi slash horror slash genre movie that uh, is a fucking wet fart again. <laughs> Like this, is, this is not going well for the pandemic and for the current events, movie news and review podcast world. Um, but I'm going to give this a one and a half. And I was about to give it a I, – I walked in to, and sat down to, to do this podcast today. I was at a two. And then as we sat here and talked about it more, I just was like, the fuck this movie. <laughs> and there's not even any really hot chicks in it. So you know what? One and a half stars for me. Um, pretty disappointing. Uh, like I said, when me and Aubrey were talking a little earlier, I wish – the idea people behind this movie had then taken that idea and handed it off to competent filmmakers because this is got some great kernels of ideas and poor execution. So mm-hmm. that's it. One and a half for me. That is arch enemy from Legion M films. You know, I, I would like to say one last thing. It, you, you know, you talk about the, the people that are um, behind the scenes doing it. Um, it is a director and he did another movie called Daniel isn't real that, I didn't see, but I heard fans on Patrol do a review of it um, last year, like at the end of last year. And I don't think they were fans yep. of it either. Uh, no. So Daniel was Daniel Isn't Real was kind of part one, and Arch Enemy is part two. So there is a third one coming out to complete the Crazy People trilogy. Uh, so, there you say to complete the kind of shitty movies trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I've got a really great idea for a middling to poorly made movie just to complete my trilogy. So we'll we'll see how he does for the next one. Um, just wanted to throw that out there. If you haven't listened to a Fans of Patrol, check that out. It's uh, the episode 
that they reviewed Daniel isn't real. Yeah, uh, John Carpenter had the Apocalypse trilogy, and this guy has the Apocalypse shit trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up, and uh, we're not going to do recommendations today. Uh, you know, with WandaVision launching, I've been thinking about this all day. Aubrey, Genie from I Dream of Genie, or <laughs> Samantha from Bewitched? Um, I think Samantha is prettier, but I watched more I Dream of Genie. <laughs> all right, Mark Ellis, how about you? Man, this is a really hard question. Holy shit. Um, I'm going to have to go with Genie? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Genie. Yeah. Any particular reason or Uh just the outfit. In fact, I can put her in a I can put her in a bottle <laughs> just and go about my day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think both of those uh fantastic women would love to go to sowizardpodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. So is podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube. Search So Is Her Podcast. There's hours of free exclusive content on there. Adam just dropped a couple interviews and a recap review of the first episode of Servant on Apple TV. So check that out. Markellis, your favorite director, M. Night Shyamalan, bringing that to us. <laughs> Speaking of uh, shitty movie trilogies. <laughs> <laughs> fucking threw me off. All right. And uh, don't forget our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash so is your podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content that only our Patreon super fans get. That's including our new Star Wars video podcast. We've got uh, us mini-sodes where I talk about things I watch that we don't cover on the main show. We've got our regular exclusive episode of the podcast every month. Uh, this month, we're ranking the DCEU films. Is it possible for six movies to come in six? <laughs> You'll find out. <laughs> and, of course, early access to YouTube content as well when you support us on Patreon. So go ahead and check that out. We've got our T Public store as well. If you want to support us that way, you can buy masks, T-shirts, sweatshirts, things that have our logo on them, and that helps out the show as well. As for me, I am taking Samantha from Bewitched. She's way hotter. I like uh, women that are in charge, especially attractive blonde women. So there it is. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and that is going to do it. I have no idea what we're talking about next week on the show, but we are arguing about it behind the scenes and we'll figure it out. We'll still be here next week, but that is going to do it for episode number 300. And I don't know, is it 38, 39, 40, something like that. It's 38, 41. <laughs> I don't know. We do this every week. So it's kind of, it's all crazy, but we'll see you guys next week. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo, on behalf of my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Ugh. <laughs> the expert, <laughs> Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagan. Everybody have a great week and Wakanda forever. Take care, guys. We'll see you next week. Good journey. <laughs>